Hey family, how are you? Happy Leo full moon. Fixed energy can be beautifully stubborn, self-directed, internally focused, and set firmly on its course once a direction has been chosen. With this Leo moon opposing the Aquarian sun, the axis of identity is front and center. Servant to the community and servant to humanity are their most generous expressions. Servant to self and alienated by humanity are the shadow. Leo has the heart to connect, the courage to change, the opportunity to lead. Aquarius is the brain's envision, perspective and wisdom acting as that force of change. This full moon opposes and crosses to connect the lunar nodes in their respective Taurus and Scorpio placements currently. And on the angles of the celestial map, we have a fixed cross being activated. Translation, dig in your heels, put in the work and your vision. And if met with the greatest heart, it's unstoppable. Consider turning within today, as fixed signs are wont to do. (laughs) Where have you come from? What has the depth of your experience in all its complexity, turmoil, betrayal, loss, and revelation taught you? Where are you going? Are you moving towards simplicity? The pleasure of existing? Are you moving steadily towards your heart's desire? Or are you wallowing? What vision, what purpose, what generosity can you share from your experience that could benefit others? What about your journey could safeguard the best results for the most beings involved? And what do you want to do with what you are building? Does it have integrity? Is this worth the tests of your metal? The power of Venus and Mars conjoined today on this full moon can impact in terms of our passion and our drive to go after what we desire. But it's up to you where this applies in your life. Book that plane ticket. Schedule that reading. Hit send. Tour that space. Don't wait for permission. You're the only one in your way. No one can make your choices. Take your steps. Live your life. Keep the course. Feel your heart and remember, you are enough. I was so fascinated when doing this full moon report last night, late, late last night, about 1 a.m. I got the email sent out. I'm just finishing up one of my residencies here in Des Moines, um, doing intensives of the transformer sessions, which is my, I guess, signature treatment, so to speak. It's a combination of intuitive counsel, astrological insight, and the use of a technique of Reiki uh, that can only be done in person that supports your subconscious in revealing to you the blockages that may be preventing you from moving forward on your path. Um, These sessions have been evolving over the last 10 years of me practicing this work professionally uh, in New York City, in Iowa, and now in Milwaukee, in Madison. So very deeply humbled and grateful for all the people I had the opportunity to celebrate, I suppose is the word, to see, to be vulnerable with, 
And I love that I got a birthday human on their birthday celebrating with me and so many amazing humans. I'm just deeply honored at at this process and the sacred, vulnerable, beautiful parts of being human together and sharing my gifts and helping you to see yours. Um, Yeah, so anyway, I'm in the carriage house loft once again in Sherman Hill, looking at this chart right now and just seeing how earth and air and water heavy this chart is there's not much really happening in the fire signs especially for having a leo full moon which so many people would kind of focus as that fire energy fire is inspiration it's thought it's drive it's um, the mind in a way seeing the big picture sort of that vision and prophetic knowing of what needs to happen what to occur And as I said in my report, the Aquarius is sort of the mental electric energy that creates the plan that connects the dots. Then we have Earth, all this Capricorn that is grounding and centering and building and giving us the courage and the tenacity basically to chase chase after our visions, right, that we, we feel in the air. And then the watery Jupiter and Neptune, who will soon be conjoining this year um, in Pisces, gives it some saturation, the feeling, um, that big picture and the love that can drive our hopes and dreams. You know, of course, this this is going to be my interpretation of astrology um, from where I stand and how this chart appears to me. It's so interesting that there are so many different ways to interpret and there's no wrong or right way it's just a practice in feeling and being with the energies and the interpretations because they can shift all the time and there's also a million different viewpoints of the same energy so no one interpreter can be correct right it's i said to a client that it's it's like looking at a disco ball Right? It's refracting the same light and it casts all this beautiful color and emanations. So it's good to get source information from a lot of different perspectives so that you can gather and interpret yourself what fits for you and what feels like your truth. And that's always my, um, my purpose is in encouraging you to build your discernment and to process this energy on your own and really to build your own perspective so that you don't become... Um, a parrot, right? And just chattering back and mimicking what you hear rather than really feeling and knowing what the energy can feel like. Leo is a really bright, beautiful energy. And you have the Uranus square to um, (laughs) Jupiter. creating this sort of like electric brightness, right? This optimism that I think a lot of us have been really craving. Um, Building our goals takes time. Sometimes a gestation period can be years or decades long. And just because you have an idea doesn't mean you have to give birth to it right away. But there are some of us who really get kind of anxious and go at it. Like I need to finish this right now. And sometimes you just have to let it sit or even let it go. Let someone else pick up that project or that vision. You can't do it all, right? But you can do what is yours to do. So I want to talk a little bit about desire, it being a Venus and Mars conjunction day. Um, 
I, I really appreciate that people are like, wow, Venus and Mars, Lover's Day, right around Valentine's Day, which is a Hallmark holiday. Um, it does also have some uh, rebellious uh, background to it. There was a like a like a hanging of a James Hook or something in Hawaii, and and uh, I love that that happened in Aquarius season, right? The rebellious energy that comes with that. So with Venus and Mars conjoining Capricorn, as I write this message to you, um, dualism, dualism is what these planets provide in a way. So one is traditionally known as the god of war, of aggression, right? That's the assertive principle. So where we point our passions and our act before we think, the acty before we thinky. The other Venus, right, is the desiring, charming, tender, luxurious, and sensual being. And these are two faces of manipulation. This is my perspective, right? This is the interpretation that I came up with last night, but... These are two different faces of manipulation, one through force and one through coercion. So we all, as humans, have these tendencies within us. And maybe your dog or your cat too, if you think about it. These tendencies to go after what we want, whether it's overt or concealed, humans will do what we have to do to have our needs met. So when we involve Venus, what does that energy teach us about? what we value, what we think about love, what we think about relationships and sensuality, money, pleasure, resource, all Venusian topics. Avoiding suffering, avoiding the work is often one of the pieces. Someone else do it for me. It is very resourceful, that Venus type. So if Venus is personal love, personal desire, and what we move towards, maybe the higher octave is Neptune. Neptune, which emanates universal love at its highest vibration and delusion, addiction, escapism at its lowest. We can all aspire to be free of suffering, but often in our search for pleasure, right, to avoid suffering, there is displaced suffering that occurs. So I struggle with this in my personal practice because I feel that our desire is really important, absolutely important because it teaches us about what we want, right? And and that's autonomy. And maybe as a Libra rising, as a very Venusian type of person, my codependency has been part of the journey for me, right? I was joking with a client yesterday that I lived at a retreat center for over three months in North, Northern Vermont um, 10 years ago, like 100 years ago, actually. <laughs> and I thought that I was gonna have this amazing revelation about my spiritual journey. And it was so disappointing to me that my revelation was that I had codependency issues and I was um, love crazy. I was lovesick. I was a romance addict. And that sucked, right? Like that's a piece of humble pie I had to chew on thinking that I was going to have this like very dramatic or glamorous response, right? My Pisces moon wanting the glamour. And really it was just seeing the root of the issue being my desire to please others and not really know what I wanted and being incredibly indecisive, right? So this, this perspective of mine is what helps me to fuel some of these, these um, uh, extractions from the astrology horoscope of the day. Our lives are born of desire, but simultaneously our suffering can be born of desire. When 
our wants are not manifest, when we are disappointed with the results, right? We get what we want and then we're not happy with how it turned out. So the pleasure is in the chase and the dream, the growing, the evolution towards something more beautiful. So in a sense, the attachment or expectations is the pain piece. It's not really desire that's the problem. Mars as the foil to Venus is action, tenacity, pure, unbridled, raw power and energy. So Mars can be associated with anger and physical force. And sadly, this low expression, this toxic trait is associated with masculine energy, at least in my culture. So anger teaches us so much about what we do not want. (laughs) And in a sense, that aggression can point us towards our desire. So Mars, too, has a higher octave expressed expressed by Pluto, right? So um, think about Scorpio having the Mars-Pluto connection, and they're both very powerful planets. But Pluto's ultimate goal is transformation and radical healing. Perhaps with these two, Venus and Mars, in combination, we can have perspective on neutrality in our lives, equanimity in perspective of the past and of the future, of desire and aggression. Perhaps we can go after what we want more playfully and less harmfully. Maybe it's the act of creation itself that is so powerful, and that is what we're all seeking, to co-create. So may this be a space and time of deep and powerful creation in your personal and creative lives. I'm so deeply grateful for having space to do offerings this weekend here again in Des Moines. And I am not sure when I'm coming back uh, to my audience here as I build ground in Milwaukee and physically having a space that I committed to. So over in bulk, um, I, I think that I mentioned this on the last podcast that I, I went ahead and signed a lease, a year-long lease at the Lincoln Warehouse in Bayview, just a couple blocks from my house. Dragon is welcome there. And I have been hauling stuff from Facebook Marketplace all over the city, even going places and looking stuff and like not getting it and going back and forth and climbing up four flights of steps and using a very challenging freight elevator that's ancient, using carts that don't pull or push properly and really just building a vision. And I talked earlier about the gestation period of a vision. I was in the Netherlands in 2010, 2011 maybe. And I, I had a, a Dutch partner at that time and I was at their mother's house and I had this very clear vision of something that I called the heart space. And I, I drew it out. It, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I knew that that was my purpose, that I needed to build a space for community and for individuals to come and practice within. And it stuck with me. I wanted to have um, a teacher come and, and you know be there. And I wanted to have like a retail shop or a bookstore to help support the business and a, a studio space where classes could be taught, lectures, meditation instruction, you know, maybe the possibility of having like sleeping quarters or even places for people to rent uh, for their own personal practices. I actually moved back to Des Moines from New York City in 2015 
with this vision in mind that I knew that I had to build this dream finally. And I went and took business classes. Some of you I may have met in those business courses if you're listening today. And I was so adamant that I was I was going to do it. And I, you know, called it the heart space and I um, started doing research. I started crunching numbers. I started looking at other bookstores and businesses and spaces and buildings. And I realized that um, I couldn't do it there was not going to be a way for me to do it financially and sustainably, especially because spirituality does have a voluntary component to it. And even with a community, even with a a regular support system, um, it would have been very challenging. There were times that I even looked at renting a house and living in that house and then creating that space and actually being the hearth keeper is what I called it. That didn't manifest. And over again, over and over again, I felt really disappointed that maybe I would never see this through, that it would not come into fruition. And there was a lot of sorrow around that and like grieving over, you know, a dream that was so real to me in my mind that it maybe it was going to happen. So I let it go. Right. And I, I've seen businesses come and go with the same vision, right, of having a spiritual community or a holistic space for classes and, and teachings and organization. And it creates these big, beautiful centers and then they crumble. They crumble because the connection's not there and the, the support isn't there. And it's, it's fucking heartbreaking, you know, because, you know, these businesses are doing it because they are trying to create their dream, their vision. And I admire everybody who's opened their home to these kinds of opportunities to create micro communities of support and healing and health and well-being and education. And, you know, I've been a roving practitioner for many years now. Um, You have heard me talk about riding the train in New York City with my giant ass Battle Creek massage table hauling it through (laughs) the city up and down subway flights of stairs or doing sessions on uh, living room floors or on people's beds or on my own bed or on my own couch until I got my table. Um, I have been all over the place. In Des Moines, I started seeing people out of kin to do readings. I've done pop-ups at the Aveda Institute. I've done pop-ups in so many different random places. I've come to homes. I've done visitations at hospice and in people's personal spaces and offices and then started inviting folks into my own home because that's how I was raised. I went to an astrologer who had me sit in her living room and drink her coffee and pet her cat and cry and use her tissues and feel safe. And I think that's the whole purpose of what Ursa Day is about, is creating ground. Um, And I know that it may not look the way that I wanted it to look. I knew that it's not going to be the vision of that very well-organized, very corporate, you know, space that I was trying to create for myself, something that made more sense. But I want it to be something organic. Um, And when I went and looked at the Lincoln Warehouse after five months of searching for a space, knowing that I wanted to have an artist studio for myself, someplace to create and have my laboratory, um, when she opened the doors, I knew that it was it. I knew that I needed someplace mystical that folks could get lost in the hallway on this journey, which is so much of what life's about, right? It it reminds me of being in the, you know, 
Legend of Zelda Link to the Past and just not knowing exactly where you're going to end up. And then you open a door and there is all this light and space and room and support. And I know in, in a pandemic, there's, there's no way that I can, you know, bring 50 people into a room. That's not the point. But I can have private sessions and I can have private appointments and do small classes and to reach out online, right? But I, I really do recognize the importance in holding physical space with people. And that's why I choose to do it, um, to wear masks, to spread out, to make space, um, to hold space. So Ursa Day, um, you know, I... I, it's been a long time coming. Um, I know that there's some connections with one of my, um, my former partners in this, uh, another Libra rising, right? Um, Ursa Day is Latin for bear. And, you know, we have Ursa Major, the great bear, the great dipper, the big dipper in the sky that acts in esoteric astrology as one of the like transformers of energy from source and bear energy you know they what do they do they hibernate they go and look within they go sit within themselves during the hardest months and then come out of that hibernation period and that can represent transformation or it can represent grieving or um, looking within periods for the self and I just love that strength and it feels important to me so much so that in 2013 on my passport, my alias is Lauren Ursaday. So fun fact for y'all. <laughs> and when I was trying to come up with a name for this LLC, cause I don't want to keep my brand as my name, right? That's it's just it there's too much ego involved in that I I can't I can't I can't even right <laughs> I was joking this weekend I came to Lauren K Hickman and had a really good time because there were a lot of tears this weekend and and yes I want to have fun with you but I also want you to purge I want you to to let go um I digress but Ursa Day felt right. You know, I didn't want to call it nudist Buddhist productions. I definitely didn't want it to be like elementals for healing or fire journey or I just can't. I just can't even, right? It doesn't it doesn't speak to me. But working with Maggie Goldhammer of Somo Studios has been a magical experience. I don't use that word magical a lot, but she is just a shiny supportive, brilliant, glowing being. If any of you have met Maggie Goldhammer, it's like, I, I, I'm just stunned by her. She glows when you're in her space and her presence. It's just this shining, amazing sweetness that pours from her. And she's just as excited and enthusiastic about my, my brand. I hate that word, <laughs> my branding as I am. And so we do have some images. We have Ursa Day. We have the eye we have healing arts and apothecary and the space in milwaukee that i cannot wait to open up uh, to get back home and just start putting all of these objects i've been collecting from all over the place into that space so really excited to share that with you all um, if you're in the milwaukee area do be in touch um, i'd love to start hosting and sharing the space with you 
So that's a little bit about Ursaday and all the things I'm doing, professional liability insurance and occupancy permits and uh, just paying up the nose with fees and it's worth every single penny. I'm very blessed to have been um, uh, granted a very small, small business administration loan and um, it's not without your support, your bookings, your gifts that um, that this makes my work possible, that I can continue to create and write inspired astrology to produce this podcast without um, uh, <laughs> ads at this time. Even though if, if you if you feel like this would be a good fit for your business, please be in touch for um, me propping up your business, sharing the words, sharing the work, um, especially if we're in right alignment. Instagram is being a bear, (laughs) speaking of bears. um, So get in touch with me for the Discord app, sign up for the Moon Mailer, you know, make sure that you're, you're supporting your content producers appropriately. Um, I've seen other people do members only stuff for accounts. I'm not sure if that's like the right fit for me because I'm a little bit too much of a socialist for all that members only shit. Um, But I do appreciate uh, the Donna offerings, the Dragon Donna, which is $5 a month to help support my work. Uh, You can find a link to that on my website with a very cute picture of my hound dog dragon. Um, the website will be updated. We're going to, you know, keep working to brand, uh, my material to create brand trust for people who've not met me before and who may look at my Instagram page for Lauren K Hickman and be like, who is this crazy human being? She is weird and I love being weird and I want you to be weird with me. So, uh, at the same time, I do need to maybe polish polish the edges a little bit while still maintaining my um, kind of punk rock uh, personality because that's kind of who I am. Um, I'm pretty nice though for an edgy person, a little edgy for a healer perhaps. I think that's all I got for you. This is a full moon. There's some release here, a lot of tension here, Um, but tension is where the growth happens. Go buy yourself some flowers today massage your feet, touch your heart. Happy full moon. You can find Lauren on Instagram at Lauren K. Hickman or schedule a personal reading. Please donate to support this work.